Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hi, friends. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Spice Chaos. Yes, and I think that we were more enthusiastic about that intro the first time we tried to do it. No. <laughs> second, second attempt. <laughs> this is our second attempt um, to be professionals. So, but we're not. We just, why do we even try, Leanne? <laughs> That's right. Um, so you're a professional co-host over there, <laughs> Caitlin from Creating in Chaos. Yes, and your um, extra profesh co-host over there is Leanne from Spice Plans. I am only a professional napper at this point. <laughs> only a professional napper. I mean, I am about to get on that train too. And napping? I napped. I napped all weekend. Well, you were sick though. That's not the same. I also like just tipped over and fell asleep on Friday. Just you know, just sitting on the couch. Just I couldn't keep going. This is what I do. I <laughs> run myself into the ground so hard, and then I just like fall asleep somewhere <laughs> that's what i do i just tip over that's what children do what that's what children do for sure yeah that's me um, I'm, I'm an adult child we know this i'm a yeah. middle school teacher i have not progressed since 11 year old boy that's where i'm at i know that's like i have pictures of both of my children where they would go and go and go all day and then just like fall asleep in a pile of cracker crumbs and then <laughs> yes i mean that seems like a good plan to me yeah. So I, um, I, on the other hand, like to, um, sleep in like little short bursts, I guess now. Power nap. Is that what they call that? Well, I'm not good at a power nap. Like if I don't have two and a half hours, I like, don't even try it because to yeah. just lay down for an hour, I just, I, the whole time I'm sitting there like, oh my gosh, if you don't fall asleep right this second, you're going to get no sleep. And I, I spend the whole time like worrying about that. Uh-huh. Um, so instead I just wait until I actually have the time. And then there's also like a time cutoff in the afternoon. There is a time cutoff for naps. I've noticed, especially in my after, after age 30, if I nap after like 2 PM, I'm just going to go to bed for the night. <laughs> right. Well, and see, I know like yesterday we got home from the baseball game. All right. So we're recording this on Sunday. So yesterday was Saturday and we had a baseball game at one. Okay. And that's like the worst time 
Right. Who does this? And the practices are always after school when people are trying to make dinner. I'm I'm sorry. These oh, little league sports have got to do better. I know, but like there's no really other time for them to practice. I, so I, I understand. And I like baseball practice and I love going to the games. Like mm-hmm. I live for it. But one o'clock is bad because um you don't really have time to get into stuff in the morning. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you've got to leave and you've got to make sure the uniform is on and, you know, you're thinking about the baseball. So it's like I was thinking about it all morning. (laughs) Yes. And it's easier to say the game is at 1030 and we think about it for 30 minutes quickly in the morning and then we're done. Right. Instead of on Saturday where I thought about it for like four hours. So, Uh, yeah. Anyway, we get to the baseball game and the, you know, the game is fine. But then it's like 330 or four when we get home. Oh, all right. And I'm like been sitting in the sun like the whole day or the whole morning or, or the afternoon or whatever. And I'm like, oh, the sun just drains you. All I wanted to do was sleep. Uh-huh. But I rallied and we went to the park. Ooh, fun. Yes, I found a new park. I've been trying to like just find different places for the kids to climb on stuff. That's what Brian does. He just like puts the kids on their bikes and he like Googles parks in Portland and then they just end up at a park. I'll find him on like find my friends. And I'm like, oh, that's where you guys ended up going. Yeah, well, that's what I did. I went to the um, Apple Maps uh-huh. and I just put in park. Yeah. <laughs> and then I looked at all the ones that were within like a four or five mile radius. And I mean, that seems legit. Yeah. So I've found a couple different ones now. We found mm-hmm. one the other day by just driving past it. We were like, oh, this sweetens the deal. Brian was talking last night. He's like, why doesn't Leanne just move to Portland? And now that I tell him that you like to go park adventuring, he's going to want you to move here even more. Well, I can't because like, I would never be able to get Andy to agree to that. Like, how would we do it? You know, like our Dang it, Andy. Dang it. No, if only I could just like talk him into picking everything up and moving with me. (laughs) Come on, Andy. Come on. Come on, Andy. He wouldn't though. I mean, well, he's, he's talked Give about me his phone number. I'll call him. He's talked about moving other places like out of the country. Oh, Brian. Okay. Now we're really on the same page. Brian is very, he gets a little bit like hyper-focused on things sometimes. And he's very interested in Amsterdam these days. And he's like, what if we just lived in Amsterdam? Amsterdam. Okay. I think that I might be able to convince Andy of that, but he really wants to move to Canada. Oh, like that's what yeah, he wants I'm, to do. Yeah. Like he's like, even though we're not married anymore, he's like, if we just put it all together, all of our resources and just the four of us mm-hmm. just move up there. So I'm like, well, okay, if we would move across the country and get Caitlin and Brian to also move with us to Canada. <laughs> but Oregon is basically Canada light. Like we're yeah. like Canada yeah. with less snow and like there we don't have all dress chips. Like that's really the difference. No, I think Andy's looking for a different government. <laughs> you well, don't we have don't have that. <laughs> we don't have that. Anyway, but it's, uh, you know, it's just something silly. But I have decided that once Hannah goes to college, if that's what she chooses to do, which I'm not going to pressure her. She can your mom goes to college. Yeah, your mom goes to college. <laughs> <laughs> um, if, she, if she decides to do that, that's fine. But whatever they do after they leave the house I'm gonna move oh okay once I do not have to do you know a shared custody situation anymore I am gonna move somewhere else I don't know where Portland welcomes you I I know (laughs) (laughs) 
How much more can I say, please? Oh. Won't you be my neighbor? Don't you hear the shade? I'm like, I know. <laughs> Such a hater. I'm like, why do I live at the Portland airport now? <laughs> I, well, I am going to have to get to whatever airport is nearby you one of these days. Charles Douglas is a great airport. So much better than Portland. Enormous. I'm going to have to get there. Maybe I'll make a pit stop there on my way to Chicago in February. <clears throat> CPC, <laughs> hint, hint, please make it happen for us. How about you just fly to Charlotte and then we'll drive to Chicago? <laughs> I don't know that we could survive another road trip. I think, um, there might be like a news report that says two best friends took their <laughs> one took their own life and then took the other one. <laughs> it was a mercy kill. <laughs> <laughs> they just needed the other one to be quiet. <laughs> um, it's only eight hours to Chicago, which sounds so easy now that we did fifteen. <laughs> right, that's basically what like San Francisco. That's what yeah, it would what be we did. so easy to do eight hours. Like that would be a breeze. So anyway, okay, no. well, I'm considering it now. Oh my gosh, we're crazy. Anyway, let's not do future planning on the show. This has been Future Corner. Future Corner. <laughs> oh my gosh. So what's going on? What's going on with you and your life? Um, well, my insides decided to turn um, inside out yesterday. Um, so that was great. <laughs> I don't know what that happened, was- but I woke up in the middle of the night. I'll, okay, first of all, I was trying to edit a video really late at night and it like wasn't processing and like I I actually think I fell asleep editing it which is very weird and so I woke up in the middle of the night and like in this fever dream where I like wasn't (laughs) feeling very well and I was kind of having these like this is a little TMI but who am I if not an oversharer like these really (laughs) gross burps and then also I was like I was like, oh no, my video isn't processing. <laughs> like, so I was like trying to get it together enough to like get the video on YouTube, but also like wrap my head around not feeling well. But I, you know how when your stomach is upset, you go into like denial. Have you ever been there? Yeah, because like I don't get like weird burps. Uh huh. Like my stomach is very loud. <laughs> okay. Kind of all the time, like just on a regular day. Yes. Um, but I know the difference between like my normal, just like rumblings that are regular, cute, you know, whatever. Yeah. And like the dangerous ones. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm but like, and, oh. and yeah, that's the same with burping yeah, for me. Like I know right. like when it's like, I've just had too much kombucha and I've got a lot of probiotics and then like these ones, because there's like a, this is again, TMI, but there's like a smell, right? Like an insides smell that comes with it. Oh my um, gosh, this is terrible content. <laughs> it's just so bad. Um, but anyway, so this starts happening and I'm like, no, I'm totally fine. Like I can power through this. Like, let's just chug a bubble water and burp a little bit more and we're going to be fine. <laughs> this, this is fine. We're fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. And so in this like fever dream, I'm chugging bubble water. I'm trying to get this video processed. Mind you, it's like 3.30 in the morning at this oh, time. I'm like barely conscious. She's probably and- trying to talk to me at the same time. <laughs> And I was texting Lee. <laughs> Let's check in the group chat. Um, <laughs> okay, I was just all over the place. And then I think I fell asleep or something again. I can't really remember. But then I woke up and immediately my I had like 
way too much saliva in my mouth and I was like oh no (laughs) (laughs) I was like I have got to go into the bathroom now or I'm gonna have to clean up a mess and so and then the rest of the night proceeded like that like I won't go into any gory detail but I basically the next morning like and at that time also okay I was also on Instacart at the time because I knew I wasn't feeling good and I I'm an over preparer you know anxious brain oh no you were trying to make sure your family had food while you were out for 12 days with the oh no screw that I was ordering Alka-Seltzer Gatorade oh it was for you it was for me I was like I have to have this here in case I can't be conscious like I have to do this right now so I'm editing a video I'm on Instacart I'm in the group chat I'm trying to pretend like I'm not going to barf. All of this is happening. And then it, it ends up happening. I end up barfing. Um, and, and it happens all night. And then once in the morning. And then after that, I was like kind of queasy all day. But yeah. I was able to like hold it together. Um, and then you know how like you have that like balmy sweat afterwards. Like when you're queasy, but like you're not really going to get oh, sick. It's and, like sticky. Ew. <laughs> yeah. And then you're like kind of flu hungover a little bit. Like you're a little shaky and wobbly and all of this stuff. Um, and so I didn't eat all day because I was like, well, we're just going to, we're going to let things settle. We're going to give it a rest. And then I ordered pho for dinner. And actually one of my followers, Juliet, she sent, she sent me $15 on Venmo so that I could go get um, pho. And oh. I was like, that is <laughs> so sweet of you. And so I ended up going to my favorite pho restaurant, Pho Hung on Powell, if anybody lives in Portland, is the best. Um, and by go get, I mean I door dashed it to come to my house. <laughs> Which is um, your first time. It was. Door dash was. Well, I tried Postmates and they're like, this restaurant is too far away from your address. And I was like, I don't believe you. I'm going to try another. Yeah. Another delivery service. yeah I do that all the time I have like 12 of those delivery apps on my phone right exactly so somebody so, will bring this to me somebody will somebody in their car will and if I have to text an uber driver I will yes, and all of the different apps will do different stores like shipped will do things that instacart right. won't and yes. some of the stores have their own deli- like michael's you can just order delivery right from the michael's app I have seen this. Yeah. Yes. And um, Ikea does this as well. Mm-hmm. And Instacart has enough stores in it now that if there's something that I want before I do an Amazon search, I do an Instacart search. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yep. We have the express. Do you have the express membership? So it's I like, sure free delivery. Do. yes, yeah. I do. And I, I add the $2 every time too for, for faster. Yes. So that was yesterday, but then also um, Brian and Harrison like went out and checked the mail and my vb pen that i designed um uh, radioactive for marie curie arrived i got they sent me four of them and they're so pretty it's so pretty you guys it is the prettiest pen and i love the story behind it and like the radium girls and Mm -hmm. all of the things um about that stuff is cool to me and the, the the dark hardware is cool and yeah, so it turned out really nice and it's still available on VB. I am asking that if you do purchase it, that you also make a donation to the, I think it's called the Anne Frank organization or something, but we'll link it in the show notes. Your donation would then go to support the Jewish community because there um, was a pen that was released that was tied to um, tied to Coco Chanel who had Nazi ties. And, and I definitely wanna make sure that we are supporting the Jewish community because uh, number one, that impacts my life personally. And then um, it's, it's important, y'all. It's important. Yes. So. Yes. I like, I like all of that. Um, 
is that i mean that that can't be okay you've been sick for a couple of days yeah and then the pen came uh-huh so what else is happening there's got to be something else like interesting okay. like not uh, one mind. other thing um i have been like really leaning towards leaving education right um, as a whole and as a profession and i had several interactions this week which just make me think about like the toxic environment in which I have been accustomed in the workplace. And then, you know, I'm also doing some like side work for some social media companies right now. And um, like the differences between like a corporate environment and the respect that professionals get versus, you know, even in the best scenario in education, the little respect that we get and the expectations that are put on teachers um it just i think i can't do it for another 20 years i don't think i can do it yeah well and this is just a very general statement this is not like something that actually well i mean it's happened to many people but yeah like for example everyone the kinds of emails that you get from your administration mm -hmm. are like people who are in management let me just put it this way this is yeah. not even for administration this is like a psa <laughs> Yeah. Okay. If you have something that you need to talk to one of your employees about, or one of your teachers, if you're an admin or whatever, tell them in the email what it's about. Okay. Exactly. It is toxic. It creates stress. It's basically like terrorism. Okay. Mm -hmm. To send an email to someone at like eight o'clock in the morning and say, Hey, can you come see me after work or after school or whatever? And right. not give any context, not say anything else, just leaving it there. Mm -hmm. I mean, I one time had an admin call me on the phone in my classroom and say, the principal wants to see you after school. Yikes. This was like a second block. So I got to spend the whole day stressed about it. And it was no big deal. It was nothing, mm -hmm. you know? And it's like, so that, that for me, like, I'm not going to try to say like, that that's happened to you, but I'm just saying like, that's the kind of stuff that. Well, I think, I think all teachers can say that at least once in their teaching career that that has happened to them. Yes you know, or like people who are employees of other people, like managers, right. stop this. Yeah. Like exactly. people are, people are going to work better and smarter when they're happy. I don't understand why companies don't understand this. Yes, exactly. And, I am with you on that. It is, like, it's a respect thing. It, it is just like, make the people that are doing the work for you happy because happier people are more successful. Mm -hmm. yeah, like if we want to work from home like all these companies trying to pull people back into the office who don't want to be there like let them work from home if they're doing their job why do you care <laughs> yeah unless there's a performance issue if it's right. not broke like what are we doing and i just there's this culture i feel like all across different types of careers mm -hmm. where bosses feel like that they need to stress people out to get yeah, people i don't, to do I don't work. understand it I don't you know and it's just like i just know and maybe I'm wrong because I've never been in any kind of management position other than like a classroom. Right. But I don't know. I just, I, I, I would not, neither one of us would intentionally stress our students out if we needed to meet with them. Never. There was never a time that I played mind games with my students like that. Never. Right. And that could be considered a management position. I was definitely always upfront about all kinds of stuff. There was never any see me after class. Like it was I mean, right. or if I, there was a see me after class, it's like, Hey, I need you to come by my classroom because we need to talk about your grades or come by my classroom because we need to have a meeting about the yearbook or something, you know, like you let right. them know what they need to be there for. Yes. Or like, even if I wrote, see me on their papers. Yeah. 
they knew before they even got their papers back that if it said that, that just meant that I needed to talk about that paragraph longer than I could write on the page. Right. And I let them know like what to expect in my grading too, because just keeping them happier and well-informed. I don't know. I just, I really have a problem with the way schools are run and Mm -hmm. I have worked in the corporate office too. Mm -hmm. And you know, people are, people try to lead by fear. People, you know what I mean? They try to motivate through fear. And I just, I don't think that's effective. I think that companies need to realize that keeping their employees happy is the way to make money for real. Right. And and on another note, I was watching Honest Teacher Vibes. So she's on TikTok and on YouTube. And she was saying that just because you're a good, you were a good teacher in the classroom does not mean that you're going to make a good admin. And I think that is so incredibly (laughs) true. And there are some admin who need to maybe like, and not saying that this is any admin that I work with, but um, I have worked with people like this in the past. Some admin need to really like take a look and do some self-reflection and say, Hey, is this the best fit for me? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I know a lot of them that need to do that. (laughs) yeah there are there are several but again none that I work with I even even in this crappy situation I will say the admin that I currently work with are like probably the best folks that I've worked with and in the past they have just been as honest and upfront as possible um I think there's just a lot going on at our school but it does feel like there's a lot of closed door conversations right now so that doesn't feel super great yeah well I totally understand why you would feel like you wanted to get out because you know I left a year ago Mm-hmm. And I have watched the profession just completely get buried in the past yeah. year in a way that I never expected. Like I got out just in time. Well, and like, what are we teaching kids if there are no consequences for behavior? Like a lot of children will have like a physical interaction with a teacher and have a two day suspension and then be placed back in that teacher's class. Like, what are, what are we teaching kids? Honestly, like if we're not going to teach them that there are major consequences for major disruptions in that teacher's classroom and in their peers um, education, like what, what are we teaching them? Well, I mean, that's absolutely true. I know, uh, you know, towards the end, and I know that I dealt with COVID stuff at the end, so I don't, it's harder to remember all the way back to in-classroom behaviors, but Mm -hmm. um, I do know that what are we teaching kids that the country can disrespect teachers this way anyway. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. just, I mean, as far as, of course, there is an accountability issue. I had, you know, I fussed constantly about the fact that I couldn't even hold them accountable for a due date, much less mm-hmm. violence in the classroom. So, I right. mean, like <clears throat> I had a student steal my car and she still graduated from my school mm-hmm. that same year. Are you serious? Yeah. So like, I mean, I know what you mean about like not being able to teach them um, consequences, but then at the same time, we are teaching them on the other hand, that teachers are not to be respected. Yeah. The behaviors, yeah. the behaviors are going to manifest themselves because they already don't respect teachers anymore because no one in the country does. Yeah, but, but for the first ones, like if you tell somebody you're a teacher, everyone's always like, oh my gosh, I cannot do that job. That would be so, you're amazing. Thank you so much. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's yeah. like, and especially for me, because I'll tell people I'm a middle school teacher and they're like, oh my gosh, you are like a saint or yes. something. Yes. People, it's like individually all over the world. People think that this is a hard job and we're so, you know, anointed or whatever, but then yeah. as a whole, they treat us like crap. And I honestly believe it's the same in the military. Hmm. Interesting. You know, that's like, everyone is always all thanks for your service. Yep. 
but you know, it's just once they come back and they have PTSD, nobody wants to take care of them. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's just these service roles. Um, we don't value that in this country. I mean, we value celebrities and actors and, you know, sports stars and stuff like that. That's where the respect goes. Hmm. Not the people that are like really, you know, trying to work. Right. Yes. Yes. So just, I understand why you're trying to get out and, you know, you also can see a glimmer of, I might be able to make this other kind of life work. Yeah, I mean, they're like, I guess I'm kind of looking at two paths for people who are looking at an update. Um, I'm looking at either being able to do my own social media. There's just a few gaps that I need to close as far as like being able to have a fully formed education or not education, but um, a fully formed like salary for myself, basically. Um, so I'm working on that. And then if, if I decide that I don't want to be an entrepreneur, because that also requires like a lot of hustle. And like, if you don't work one day, you don't get paid. So I don't know if I want to do that or if I want to have the security of working somewhere else. So we'll see, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. And, you know, just to kind of piggyback off your security comments, um, Mm -hmm. I am feeling the same because what I want is flexibility. What I want is to be able to make my own hours. If I want to work Mm -hmm. at 830 to 1230 at nighttime, then that's, you know, I would like to be able to do that. Um, And, you know, there's lots of jobs, like there's lots of little, I could pick up things and have something to do like all the time. Mm hmm. But the security of you've been hired by a company, you have a 401k, you have benefits, right? Nine to five. You know what I mean? Like the security of that is attractive. It is. Yeah. Um, You know, so because when you're doing that, like, let me take on four or five side hustles to make it, you know, to make this work, Mm -hmm. um, which is possible now. I mean, it it is. is. You can, you know, you really can find things, but it's just, it's scary to think. I don't have like a, like a foundation, you know, like an office or like a home base or. Right. And then you have to figure out other things. Like you have to figure out your own benefits and you have to figure out, you know, like your own, you know, those, just those other things that come wrapped up in working either in a corporate environment or in my case in schools for so long. Right. Well, I mean, it's like, I have already a retirement account from working in the school system for so long. And I mean, it's up to me now, like, Unless I find, if I find a corporate job that offers, you know, 401k and benefits and all that kind of stuff, then it will start growing again, but it's not going to grow again until I add to it. (laughs) Yes. I mean, there is that for sure. So it's like, I'd like to be able to like really retire one day since this current retirement is not working out. Um, (laughs) It's not set up for millennials to have. So I just, you know, trying to, there's just a lot of questions and Um, I like watching, I hate to say this, but I like watching you kind of go through it first because I'm like, (laughs) yeah, see what she's going to (laughs) do. Yeah. Well, and I I was, before we were, we were meeting this morning, I was working on a cover letter and a resume for, I said the other day I was going to apply for one social media job. Like I committed to that in a group chat, but I didn't do it. So I'm going to do it today, but, and I'm almost ready to apply. Like my stuff is almost ready. So, okay. And it's so scary too, to think about like changing professions and trying to learn a new job, because if you got a new job as a virtual teacher at a different school, mm-hmm. you know, there would obviously be like a little bit of time that you would feel uncomfortable because it's new, yeah. but it would feel familiar very quickly. Right. Largely the same. Yes. You know, like if I went back to the classroom, 
Like, I think that it would probably feel the same. Like I would pick it up like riding a bike, you know? Right. Um, even though I'm not really very good at that. <laughs> Again, you need to come to Portland. I'll teach you how to ride a bike. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, um, I'm, well, I cannot wait to see like what happens and congratulations on 10 K on Instagram. That's a huge, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Milestone. That's so hard. That's so hard to get to. Oh yeah. It's been, that's been kind of cool to see. Um, and yeah, that's been really fun. Again, I don't really necessarily care about the numbers behind my name, but I am definitely interested in, in milestones and those kind of things. So. Yeah. And you know, I, I don't, we should not have to like disclaimer every time we celebrate a milestone with, I know it doesn't right. matter. Like it does for you. Like that's, you are happy that. Well, and I think now I get, if I do live streams, I can offer people badges so they can like financially contribute to live streams if they want to. Yeah, well, so I mean, people, yeah, people do that stuff. I mean, um, I think that what I've noticed that is shifting in this streaming kind of world, mm-hmm. and we can even move into a conversation about the Oscars too with this con- with this chat because sure. um, the way that we you know consume content has changed so much. Exactly. Um, and who is a celebrity and who is not yes, like, especially since like COVID when we were all at home and they couldn't make movies the same way mm-hmm. and they could not release them the same way in the theater, just like the culture around film is changing. Yeah. And, um, you know, I of course have always been, you know, very into, um, you know, screenplays and writing and acting and directing and all the things that go into making a movie. I believe that film is a language. Mm-hmm. And I believe that film is an empathy machine. Okay. That mm-hmm. definitely, I think, you know, when exposed to the right kinds of stuff, it teaches us things. It's got a huge responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that we're seeing this, like, you know, influx of people making content from home mm-hmm. and the content being packaged smaller, like TikTok, um, it's just the cleverness of the world is coming out. Now the, the bad stuff is coming out too, of course, but you know, it's just, I believe that there is definitely talent in this TikTok thing. (laughs) There is. Yeah. And they're like, I will see some of the funniest people on these TikToks that I would have never been exposed to if I had not, you know, downloaded the TikTok app. Yes, exactly. And before it was like so hard and it's still not easy, of course, to like get noticed and to get a following for people to hear your message or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it takes less effort um, than it did to like, okay, I'm going to move to Hollywood and I'm going to become an actor and I'm going to yeah. be in a movie. And, you know, like that whole thing, there's obviously still people that do that, but there's so many other ways now to even just grow a platform. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, and like, you can put in the work, like a lot of times I would see people who were, you know, celebrities and there was a lot of like nepotism or like, you know, um, just like these beautiful people who were selected. And now really, if you have like a, a hustle mindset, like you can, you can build a platform. Any, anybody can build a platform if you hustle hard enough. Yes. Well, there's also something so valuable in the children that we're raising today having different visual messages than we did mm-hmm. because the way that people looked in movies and still do, I mean, the trend is still towards the perfect perfection, mm-hmm. yeah. um, you know, is so I, I don't want to call it toxic per se, but it is dangerous. I mean, it is very dangerous 
for the women in the world to, you know, believe that there's a standard that they should be held to. And it's dangerous for the men in the world to be conditioned to want that standard. Right. Um, I mean, there's a lot about it that is dangerous, but then when you look at TikTok and the YouTube, you know, world, we're seeing regular people of all different sizes, colors, hair, you know, religions, everything, like all the different kinds Mm -hmm. of people in the world, you know, it's just, it's so cool to me to now my mind is inundated with regular people. Yeah, exactly. And I think it also opens up that, you know, you don't have to be just attracted to the mainstream. Like I see like men out here, for example, making TikToks that they are attracted to more curvy women and like sharing that that is like a preference for them or women out here saying that they're attracted to shorter men. Um, Like, and those things were never really socially acceptable before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, well, yeah. I, it's, I think that women, it's going to be great for us to be able to feel better in our bodies if, you know, it's also acceptable for men to like have us on their arm. You know what I mean? Like, that's the problem is that like men don't, they're so, the reason why the the standard stays the same is because there's this culture of you have to have a woman who looks like this, like for clout or whatever. Right. And, you know, I think that that is shifting Mm -hmm. and I think that that's a positive thing. Um, I think there's a lot, you know, that can be wrong with TikTok. There's a lot of messages that aren't great. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that as a person who used to teach film and has been, you know, just kind of, and I mean, it's, it's moved more towards television in the past 10 years because TV is doing so well. Mm -hmm. But, you know, to talk about the Oscars, I mean, I've watched every Academy Award since 1993. Wow. And I was 11 that year when, oh, I was turning 11, I guess. I was 10. Um, And that's the year that Schindler's List won and Jurassic Mm -hmm. Park was there. And just, I mean, it was a very, 93 was like a big year for film. Anyway, some of my favorite movies came from that year. But it also was like, I enjoyed the, I enjoyed like the the show. Mm -hmm. You know, that like they showed clips of the movies and the actors were there and they talked to them and they, you know, gave speeches. And I just, I loved the ceremony itself. Yeah. Yeah. It's Um, like this whole thing. Yes. And, you know, as you know, social media has gotten bigger and, you know, the world has gotten smaller and we can talk about our opinions together and all this kind of stuff. People's opinions of the Oscars has become well known Mm -hmm. that, you know, some years it's, you know, got some, um, some stigma attached. Yeah. Well, Um, and, and this year, especially, I was reading a lot of people who were saying that they like almost even forgot that, you know, things like the Grammys and the Oscars were happening because they were watching their favorite like social media apps instead. Right. And see, that's the thing for me is that like up until I'm going to say 2017 or maybe 2018, Mm -hmm. I watched, I mean, this is not from 93 till then. But once it got, once, once we had enough technology that I could get my hands somehow on the Oscar nominated films, I tried every year to see everything that was nominated. Uh And I tried to see the performances of the best actor and the best actress. And I tried to like make decisions based on my own movie knowledge. And it was fun. And I didn't need anybody to do it with me. Uh You know, I didn't talk about it all the time. It was just something that I quietly did. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can, when I think of a movie, I think of the year. Yeah. You know? And I know, you know, who won what that year and just, you know, it's just, it's kind of like sports, you know, how men know sports statistics. 
mm-hmm. are well not just men but people you know people, right, there are a lot of people who know a lot about of sports mm-hmm. but it's kind of like that so um anyway this year was different the past few years have been different because i have not watched the films mm-hmm. um and at some point i don't know what year it was they were so bad that I was mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to just watch bad movies because, you know, this what this one group of people felt that they were worth seeing. Yeah. And, you know, I don't want to say that that changed how I watch movies, but it did like, I don't know. I just, so this year, especially with COVID and everything, it's so hard to find the movies. Everything streams at a different place. Some of them are in theaters. I'm like, what? This is the theater? You want me to go to the theater and see it? Like, if you don't put it on Netflix, I'm not watching it. <laughs> like, right, exactly. Why could they not put all of these theater movies on Amazon Prime like they did during the pandemic? Like, that is something I wish we could keep from the pandemic. Yes, and, like, the movie that won Best Picture this year, Coda, mm-hmm. was available to stream on Apple TV+. Plus. Okay. Um. So it was, like, the first movie, I think, to ever win Best Picture that was only ever available. I don't know if it might have been in the theaters, like, a limited release. They always do that. Um. But, you know, like it was a streamer mm-hmm. and, um, but still I didn't find it. I didn't know. I mean, I have Apple TV plus, but I, I, I don't know. I just, I didn't make the effort this year. Um, it was too much. Too yeah, there was just too much going on and the movies were just not. Okay. So interesting thing about this year, just Oscar corner here. Um, mm-hmm. The movie, the power of the dog which is available mm-hmm. on Netflix, was okay. nominated for Best Picture. It stars Benedict Cumberbatch and Kirsten Dunst and somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, it was directed by Jane Campion, mm-hmm. who also directed The Piano and was nominated for Best Director for The Piano in 1993 and lost to Steven Spielberg for Schindler's List. So this year she was nominated again against mm-hmm. Steven Spielberg for West Side Story. Yes. Um, and... I'm saying all this because I, I do believe she won. I think she, yes, she won. She won this year against the same guy she was nominated against in 93, which I wow. thought was an interesting piece of information. I like screamed out loud when they called her name. Oh, that's so um, cool. So, and she's like, what, the third woman to ever win it or something? Um, but anyway, it's just, there's a lot of things that happened on this particular Oscars that is not getting any attention. Mm-hmm. And it's like, those of us who watch the show every single year were like, Hey, all this other stuff happened, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And it's just, I don't know. I, 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 I love it. And I, I really, really hate that. I am probably never going to watch it again. Oh yeah. Or are you someone who will like watch clips of it or something like that? Something like, you know, I'll read a, uh, yes, I'll watch clips. I'll want to see who won. Like I'll read an article or whatever, but yeah, I just, I don't even know if I'll do that. I don't know if I will care anymore about the, this particular set of awards. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, and I don't, I, I never really cared like about the award part of the whole thing. Yeah. Like, oh, this movie is better than this one because it won an award. Like, I don't really feel that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, I guess I'm done kind of caring about that. And I think that the Academy is problematic oh okay so and you know i i don't we're not going to get like too deep into like the the biggest story from the oscars because it's not yeah. really our responsibility or our place no i think that with um, that story i think it's important and i think it's an important message for us as like white creators to put out that 
it's important to amplify, you know, black voices around around the bigger issues that happen, you know, with Will Smith and Chris Rock and stuff. Well, and there's nothing that I can say about it that is not, you know, covered in my my life and my privilege. Like there's nothing that I can say. So my opinion on it is not important. Right. Um, Agreed. My issue is the academy itself. Okay. And, you know, I know that back during the Me Too movement, um, the academy rewrote a lot of its laws. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that a whole lot has gone on since then where they've had to like enforce them, enforce okay. the laws. Mm-hmm. Apparently this Will Smith thing falls under the new laws or the new okay. rules or the new whatever they're calling them. Mm-hmm. Um, is that why he resigned? Is that what happened? I'm still I very think so. I think okay. so. And I have not read too much on it and I probably should since I do care about this stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, I've just been kind of bored of it lately. Um, I, I think that, I think that he did resign. I don't know what I read last was that the academy is still like discussing the end of it. Like I don't know if him resigning from the academy means that he gives up his Oscar. Hmm. Um, I don't know if the Oscar goes to the second place winner. Like, do we just not have a best actor this year? Because I mean, like, I don't know, like, what's supposed to happen. Um. Right. But I do believe that there are a lot of people who still have Oscars in their homes that are far, far, far more criminal, mm. far yeah. more dangerous and far more sinister than this. Mm. Agreed. 100% and agreed. I, um, I, I really, it is going to bother me tremendously for him to lose his Oscar because of this. Mm-hmm. When I know that there are people that still have them that did way worse things to a lot more people. Yep. So that's why it's like, I I could cry right now just thinking about it. Like I'm sick to my stomach that they would take it from him for Mm -hmm. that one little thing. Yep. Um, So anyway, and it's just, uh, that's, that's where I am as far as like the Academy and my opinion on it is, you know, uh, I don't think that what he did was worth this at all. Yeah, I I would agree with that as well. And then yeah, also in like in comparison to like other other wrongs that have happened, but yeah, this, yeah. this this incident falls under those new rules. So those people who are holding their Oscars that are predators, mm-hmm. you know, are like grandfathered into the old rules, so they get to keep theirs. But this just happens to be like the first incident where the rules are being enforced and it's like I don't think that's fair I don't know I don't know either yeah I don't know and I don't I see that I see that it's definitely unfair and then like it also comes down to like well if these are the rules now do you go through and like retroactively you know apply them or how does that work you know that's what I'm saying like if these are the rules now let's investigate all of the people that are questionable um and it's like um the people who are still in jail for marijuana crimes in states where it's legal like can we please let those people out of jail yes you just took it right out of my brain exactly i've been thinking the same thing it's just like people who are in jail for the oh my gosh so anyway i just the incident itself aside Mm -hmm. is like not even important to me like that is for other people to discuss and I need to listen. Right. I don't think, I don't think you mean that it's not important to you. It's important that we hear other perspectives and amplify that. That's what I'm mm-hmm. saying is that how I yeah. feel about it is not important. Mm-hmm. It's not important. What's important is that I listen and hear what other people right, that are part of that community have to say about it. And that is what I am thankful that 
I figured that out quick enough because there are some people who have not figured this out. There are not, and they are coming into my DMs. Oh, <laughs> and, oh my gosh. And um, I just want to say also, I thought this was common knowledge. Maybe it's not so common knowledge, but can we please take the responsibility off of the Black community for educating white people about current events, about larger historical issues that are affecting the Black community? Anything that you may not be super knowledgeable about regarding the Black community, it is your job as a white person to do the research and to do the work. It is not it is not the job of the Black community, especially people who are largely strangers to you. It is not their <laughs> it is not their job to have these conversations. Oh like, my gosh. Hi, I don't know a Black person in my real life. Um, and I need their, um, I need to give them my opinion. I need to give a Black person <laughs> my opinion on this real bad, really bad. Oh I really gosh. need so can you please? Yeah. And I love how it's like they want to mask it with they want to know what the, what your opinion is on it like but it's really like them trying to force their opinion their, yes on yes. the black person yeah <laughs> like the closest one to them like and then if that doesn't work then they go to white people that they feel comfortable with and try to commiserate um and that i mean that isn't good either because i feel like as white people again we should be amplifying black voices not over here commiserating and sharing our opinions on issues at all you know so what i the message that i really want to get across to people um especially the white community is that my dms my account and that kind of thing and i think i can speak for leanne as well um is not a safe place for I mean, it's a racist conversation, you know, like those kind of things are racist and they are full of bias that I think personal reflection needs to happen before you jump into somebody's DMs with those conversations. Yes. And I guess because there were times in the past where we have been accused of being vague, mm -hmm. um, I will just like say this. Basically what happened was someone went into one of our friends dms and was mm -hmm. rude like very rude was rude did not appreciate the response to the rudeness and then mm -hmm. went into caitlin's dms to talk about her yeah and let's just take away the racial aspect altogether that's still wrong right exactly i'm not going super to wrong. like that's exactly. not right either like no I'm but not going to be talking about my friends in their DMs. Like yes. I want as little drama as possible in my life. But then at the same time to also try to be like, let's commiserate and have a white girl meeting about this. Like, no, 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 mm -hmm. no, thank you. I don't want no, any part you. of that. No, that is not. I, I apologize to everyone in the world that's listening to this. If you thought that either one of us was a good place to try to do that. No. That was yes. not the message we were trying to send. No, no absolutely not. And also, yes. like, I'm not the PR representative for <laughs> individuals in this community. So <laughs> just leave me out of it. If you had an issue with somebody, just go talk to them. Yes. I think we've said that before on this show, on this yeah. very show. So anyway. Maybe I give um, off, like, mom energy. So they're just like, mom, let me talk to you about this thing. <laughs> yes, let me tattle. Let me tattle on this person. Oh, yeah. So anyway, it's just been a strange week. 
husband is Mer- Mercury in retrograde or something? Are the planets well, doing things? Like, it's weird happened? because like we started the week with the Oscars. Okay. Yeah. Which was Sunday night. So then Monday morning, it was like, okay, so this is what we're going to do this week, all week. Like yeah. here's, here it is. This is what we're going to talk about. Um, and you know, I like that I can say, I want to talk about Jane Campion and her directorial win. And I want to talk about, you know, Lady Gaga and Liza Minnelli. And, um, you know, just, there's other things that happened that I thought were, were interesting. Um, just as a person who always watches the show, even when there's not extra drama. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, that is, that is my, and I, you know, I, I do feel that it's, a, it's, it's going to be missed in my life if I have to give it up, mm-hmm. but not really that much. Yeah. You know, it's like, if you had told me four years ago, one day, you're not going to ever watch the Oscars again. I'd be like, no, that's so sad. I love it. But like, right. after all this, like, I just, the way this has been talked about, handled the way the public has discussed it, the way the Academy is handling it, everything about it. I'm just like, nope, I'm out. I don't need it. And I don't even feel sad. Mm. So and why does our awareness of things now have to ruin everything? Because they say ignorance is bliss. Yeah. And they mean that like, it's real, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, it doesn't make, I mean, ignorance is also dangerous. Right. I mean, I wouldn't take away learning these lessons and moving away from these things. Of course not. I mean, I, I'm not, I, I don't I'm, want, I am, to. I'm with you though. Like I'm super nostalgic about these things. Like there are lots of things that I feel like I have walked away from in, you know, recent years, um, after, you know, doing my own work and my own research. Um, and, and that I totally get that nostalgia part too. Well, I, I think that, I mean, you remember in, um, in South Park, um yes which episode lord 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 well, you remember in south park with the member berries yeah member member berries yes okay so the whole like reason that, that ran through that season mm-hmm. with the election stuff yep was because a lot of what was you know being you know a lot of what was happening when trump was running was nostalgia yeah you know was make america great again and let's go back to the days when things were better and like you know, that's what I mean. Like ignorance is bliss, but it's also very dangerous. And, mm-hmm. you know, looking back, like I I'm in a couple groups on Facebook that are like eighties and nineties kids, like, Hey, remember this? And Hey, remember that? And <laughs> yeah. sometimes I'm like, yeah, but that's really problematic. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. Let's, let's not do that anymore or do yeah. it better. Like switch it up and make it like more modern, you know? Oh, I don't know. It's like, they put stuff up and I don't comment. Like I don't go in there and like crap all over everybody. Yeah, no need like, for that. You know, like they put up a movie and I'm like, wait a minute, let me show you all the 10 reasons why this movie is terrible now. Because that's not your audience necessarily. <laughs> no, but it's like, I just, I hate knowing that stuff. You know, it's like, I look back on these movies that I liked as a kid and I'm like, oh, oh, I can't like this anymore for so many reasons. <laughs> oh, oh God. <laughs> oh, so, um, and then there's some things that are, you know, like I will never give up sex in the city. Right. And, and I have um, similar feelings about friends that I feel like I can watch it through like a lens and be like, that part is very problematic. Uh, yes. and I don't feel good about that. Right. Okay. So like when I watch stuff that I know has stuff in it that I'm like, Ooh, I'm glad that I can acknowledge its presence. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there are times when I'll run across things that like my children are watching 
Yeah. And I'm just like, no, no, like I can't, I can't let that slide. Like Dumbo, for instance, on Disney Plus. Yeah, no. I mean, like they, they put this big disclaimer at the beginning about things and I didn't remember it from my childhood. And then when I watched it with them, I was like, oh, 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 no, 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 this is not at all. You know, I know that I was inundated with those kind of messages as a child and I don't need that in my kids' lives. You know, like just, yeah. so there are times when knowing something is problematic is is good because you can, yep. you know, but anyway, there's a lot of things that, yes, knowledge is power, everybody. Knowledge is power. And I, I do also like the movies that our kids are getting. We, we were having like a private chat about this the other day about you know these movies that our kids are getting like the the princess isn't always being rescued by the prince or kids are being taught that it's okay to have feelings and you see like so much more representation in like children's movies than even like tv shows and that kind of thing um and i just i love that for our kids and i love that my 14 year old isn't looking at her body with a critical eye and she's you know gonna just take on the world yeah i do too and i there's somebody on my facebook page who she is Facebook is so toxic I don't know who she is Uh, I don't remember now I can't even remember all I know is that like she posted this article about how Disney plans to like have half of their characters be um LGBT or you know like there was some article about like representation and how they were you know moving more towards being more inclusive yeah and her comment was boycott Disney Oh, Lord, 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 Lord. <laughs> Unfriend like, immediately. Oh. Unfriend and block. <laughs> and that's what I did. I was like, oh, that's, I'm like, I don't have to ever see this again. Um, that's no, because no, no. I'm not going to get stressed out by my phone if I can help it. And yeah. when stuff comes like that, I'm just like, no, because I remember when we were watching that panda movie. Yes, the red. Oh my gosh, turning red is. Oh, why can I not remember what that movie is called? I can't either. My kids make fun of me because I don't. I can't say it right. I think um, the Pixar not, Disney marketing team missed on that title. Really, not that hard. The the title. Hannah has told me she's like, "Mommy, it's not that hard. Like, just stop it." Um, but I remember <laughs> while I was watching that movie, just being so thankful that this is what my kids get. Mm-hmm. You know, as opposed to the Little Mermaid. Yeah. You know, where Ariel had to leave her home, become a whole different person. Well, I mean, you know, the, lover. people have been like really upset about the fact that the girl in Turning Red is like sassy to her mom. But that's how real life is. And I'm like, excuse me, Ariel almost got her dad killed. Also, have you met a 13 year old like <laughs> in real life? Like, I know, but like, we don't talk about this enough that like Ariel's behavior, like, I'm not saying that he was like cool to break all her stuff. Mm-hmm. but like she almost got him killed like he was a yeah. sea urchin creature thing <laughs> for a second there because of her you know like i remember that but then we're gonna get mad because the girl in turning red is is gonna sass her mom like there's a like okay being sassy and near death are very different right and simba got mufasa killed for real i i mean not simba scar simba scar. by proxy i guess yes, but, but i know what you mean yes so no i just um yeah so I, I think that i'm happy that this generation's disney movies are um are better different so I agree yeah oh my goodness well we should take a quick break yeah advertiser break yes i don't know if they're showing up yet i've heard them some places that not everywhere so we'll see what happens but um yeah we'll be right back guys all right 
Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Okay, we're back. Um, we're back. That's Did so you miss us? I missed you, Leanne. I missed you too. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and I missed all of you listeners. Oh my goodness. I have no idea what's on the notes next. So we are just going to um, take a look at them because we did talk about this. Oh yes. Okay. So we want to talk about planners because we are a planner girl podcast. Planners. Um, okay. We talked a little bit about your new pen. So we know that VB has that release, but have you been paying attention to planner world? Is anything happening? What's going on out there? Allegedly, it's release season soon. But to me, what does that even mean? Because I apparently only buy happy planners. So what tell me about what's ha- what happens during like the EC release season and that kind of thing. And I think a lot of other brands are releasing at this time, too. Okay, so I know that the EC life planner refresh is coming. Yeah. And I again, I think a lot of other planner brands are going to be doing theirs then, too. Is that right? True? Because planners, these new planners will start in July. Yep. And then, oh, what is that other disc bound? There's another disc bound system too. That's like more professional looking. Tall. Huh? Is it tall? Nope. Not that one. Um, people are screaming because they know what it is. I'm going to have to Google it. You keep talking while I Google. Okay. Well, um, so about the EC release, I got an email from the EC squad team people, um, with photos of the new stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't really, this is going to sound terrible, but this week has been so weird and crazy and just my brain has been everywhere that I had a split second where I was like, oh my gosh, you need to look at this stuff. And then I just forgot and I still haven't seen it. So, um, yeah. I don't mm-hmm. have like any information. I don't even know when the embargo is lifted on the information. I just know that some marketing pictures have been released. I don't know who has them and where they are publicly. Oh. Well, if but, we if we find out, we'll put them in the show notes. But the other planner brand that I was thinking about is um, Inkwell Press. Is okay, yeah, be released soon as well. Okay, yeah, and I know that um, Happy Planner did their spring thing like a month ago, right, Mark? Which means we're due for another release very soon. Oh, you mean twenty minutes after the last stuff came out? Right. I mean, we're coming up on the teacher release. I mean, that happens in what, like June or right after, doesn't that happen like right after squad time? Oh, we're coming up on squad time too. No, well, squad time was August last year. Oh, that's true. I keep thinking in my mind it's May still. No. Yeah. Cause it used to be. That. That's right. Yeah. So their first release will be the September release for the 12 month planners. But between now and then we will have a teacher release or a back to school release or whatever they call it. Okay. Okay. And um, then there might be a Be Happy box somewhere sprinkled in there. I think there usually is or some kind of other sneaky release. They usually release Be Happy boxes like around the time that everybody is broke for some reason. Right. Like, after everybody has bought all of the product from their recent release. And I feel like a lot of more people are buying more planners from the Happy Planner this time around because a lot of them have that same neutral monthly and so for people who want to franken plan all you do is like pull out your monthly divider and you can change the look of your planner and you can have a different look every month you can franken plan two planners together you can have 
um, the dividers from one vertical planner and use your neutral dashboard inserts. Like I feel like a lot more people are buying a lot more planners for that reason. Yeah, and I've noticed that because the ones that I have picked up lately, everything is in it all matches. Like, um, yeah, I like that. I'm not gonna like be that person that screamed for neutral for years and then is like, hey, bring me back some pretty stuff. But mm-hmm. I do kind of like, I miss. Okay. Do you remember that Amy Tangerine planner that came out in the be happy box, her, her be happy box. Mm -hmm. I loved that planner. I think a be happy box would be the perfect place to do like a themed planner like that. Yes. Yes. And then the other ones more, I mean, there are some that have some color, like there's a few in that botanicals line. Um, I don't remember what it's called, but the new wild style line has like some color in it. Um, there's a couple of other ones as far as happy planner goes that do have some color this time around but yeah in your be happy box everybody asks for a planner every time in that box and that is the time to like splash color all over it I yes think. make the planner super specific so that the people yep. that truly only want to buy one planner every year mm-hmm. could pick that up and yeah i think that's a good idea because i did i loved that amy tangerine planner and then there was another one called happy year mm-hmm. And happy year has been my favorite happy planner ever created. And Ooh, I, I have actually been like on Mercari and eBay and stuff like looking for people that just have like an old one. Is that the one that had like the seasonal, but it was like the doodles. Is that the one? Well, it was seasonal and I wouldn't call them doodles. No, it was seasonal. There was a sticker book that had a lot of stuff in it. That I, matched. Know. Um, I know what you're talking about. I, it was the one, a very, very seasonal one, right? Yeah. Do you remember it had every week on the dates, like over the date was like a colored circle. Yeah. I remember now I recall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I, and all of like the, the, the graphics inside, it had a lot more graphics inside on the pages. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just loved it. I just, oh my gosh, I wish so bad that I could have that planner again. Yeah. <sighs> so sad. The remember, <laughs> member, and the my member. favorite happy planner ever was, um, what was it called? Everyday essentials. I think yeah, it was everybody called. had that. I, that was the only planner that I have consistently ever used for six months except for this neutral dashboard, which I think I'm probably going to use for at least six months or more. Well, okay. So I pulled up my Erin Condren email Mm -hmm. and I'm looking at these new planners. (laughs) Um, Apparently this is the ADHD planner corner where we are constantly distracted by all. No, I just want to give my um, opinion on what I'm seeing without giving anything away because the information is under embargo until the 18th. Okay. Um, but there's stuff for people who like color and there's stuff for people who like neutral and just like the years past, there's stuff for people who like floral. So, I mean, it's kind of the same. Um, it's not the same and it's kind of the same. So yeah, that's all I can say. It's pretty typical for planner brands. They like to keep, they like to keep the things that sell. There's some colorful, there's some neutral, there's some floral. So that's, yeah. I mean, Erin Condren's been bringing us floral for like two years now. So um, it's not like a secret or a spoiler that there's going to be floral this year. I think that everybody kind of knew that. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, that's all I've got. That's all I can tell you. Oh, all right. And search up your favorite EC content creators if you want to see other things that they have been. Yes. And if if other um, EC squad people have been posting these things, Mm -hmm. um, I'm not aware of it. So anyway. Yeah. 
that's you know i know you we call it like release season and i guess it is mm -hmm. um but yeah because aaron connor only does like the one big planner release every year is this the time also when plum paper shares like new designs or do they i don't do know i don't know i've not been like up on their schedules like i have the other companies so i feel like around this time last year was when they dropped those like five new layouts maybe i'm wrong about that if you're a plum paper user, let us know if I'm wrong yeah. about that. What's their schedule? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. So um, yeah, have you bought any planner stuff? I mean, I know that we watch your vlog, so we know that you're buying stuff, but like what, yeah. have you bought anything lately that was fun or that you're excited about? Um, I have bought a bunch of stickers that are really fun that I really like. Oh, and I did get, um, I am very happy with the skinny classics coming back and there are some colors. I love that size. And here's my thinking. I'm going to use one, I think primarily for like social media. And if I end up working for a social media company, it may even transition to like a work slash social media planner because I love that on the monthly, it's like that, um, just like one line for each day. So I could write down like what videos I have going live and then I can use the inside for other things. I can add like lists and half sheets and yeah, I'm, I'm excited to try that out. Yeah. Um, I, I think that it, one of our episodes, I was talking about my, like, you know, Polly Franken plan planner situation. That's got like all the companies in it. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, what I've learned is that I like all the sizes too. Yeah, I do like, too. I, I, and I like the mini. I just have never been able to get it to work for me. Well, I don't know that the skinny classic would work for me either, but I like the size and I especially <laughs> like the skinny classic when it's chunky. I like oh. to put it on classic size discs instead mm -hmm. of the like small ones that come on it. Yeah. Um, cause did your, wait, did your, well, I don't know. Did your skinny classic come with regular discs or small ones? They come on mini discs. I can, I'm, I'm looking at them right now. Okay, because I like to like add filler paper and make it chunky and add the bigger discs to it. Me too. I, I like, I feel the same about the mini size too. Mm -hmm. um, I know I have my mini on mini discs right now. And like after putting stickers in it for three months and only having like a few sheets of notebook paper in the back, she's like bursting at the seams to go yeah. to classic discs. Yeah, I like, I like the classic discs on the smaller planners. But then I also like that the Erin Condren coil is the same size on the classic or like the classic size but the seven by nine the yeah comparable. um and they're a5 mm -hmm. um i um i like the a5 size so that's been like what's been hard for me is that like i like all the sizes i like all the companies i like all the brands it's just like yeah i like there's it all too much. there's so yeah. many choices yes many. but i do love that skinny classic that they just released it starts in july right yeah which one are you talking about the botanicals one yes that one that you got mm -hmm. i um, bought two more <laughs> did you well send me one okay i i might send you that garden one um because i bought this like golden one that matches the hourly planner that they put out yeah and then um that bright is it called bright type is that what they're calling it but it's got like the all the colorful lines on the front and then the black polka dots or black stripes in on the inside oh wait so you have three skinny classics yeah i didn't realize that there was more than just that one with the flowers on it yeah so there's that one and then those two also but those two the bright one and then the one that matches the hourly they're both neutral inside the garden one is like has color in it and flowers on some of the pages but i like that the two again you can swap pages in and out okay 
Well, I'm gonna have to. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do shopping right now while we're recording. But I think that I will go check out the Skinny Classic situation because I want that and I like that size. Um, anyway, I um, have not bought any. You know, I did. I did buy some planner stuff. Ooh, okay. Tell me all about it. Um, well, I bought some stickers from Etsy, and I mm-hmm. guess I should tell y'all which shops I shopped this past week. Yeah, Etsy uh, stickers. Ooh, I know. I was talking to Brian about Etsy stickers, and he's like, "Okay, well, like, how much does a sticker kit cost each week?" And I'm like, "On average, probably like fifteen to twenty dollars for one week." And he's like, "That is ridiculous." <laughs> and I was like, "No, these people work so hard to make these stickers. It's totally worth it." Yeah, I, I really don't. I honestly, I don't flinch much at these Etsy prices anymore. Um, so I got some stuff from Adorned Plans. Mm-hmm. I got some stuff from Jackmo Blue. Yes. Rise and Plan. I got one kit from Rise and Plan. It's an Encanto kit. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do it on my birthday week, mm-hmm. which is next week. Okay. So I know I don't usually put Disney in my planner, but Ooh. my children are like way into that movie and it's cute. So um, yeah, Encanto is like the best. I'm yeah. a big fan. And the stickers are cute. I've shown them to you they are and i was a, i was shocked my jaw hit the floor when leanne sent me that and i was like you're buying disney stickers i know it's you so weird i what i should have done for my birthday week though is buy taylor stickers yes oh we have that coming up this week too we forgot to even mention it but this well, week is your birthday week yeah well i should have i should have gotten myself like a cute taylor swift kit for my birthday mm-hmm. but i didn't think about it so um and then the last place that i ordered i ordered from palm and oak paper Mm-hmm. Ooh, so, Palm Oak. I like the name of that shop. Yeah. So it's been a while um, since I had bought any planner stickers and I have this new weekly essentials or weekly, no, it's vertical priorities. I'm trying to remember the name of my plum, plum paper. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. Vertical priorities. So all the kits that I bought, like fit that size. Oh, yes. fun. and I got some monthly so that I can like make my monthlies look cute. So yeah, yeah. I was um, happy for all that stuff to come in. So I have done a little bit of planner shopping. Yeah. And how's stickering going in the new layouts that you are? Oh, it's that not, had? it's not, I haven't, I, my planner stack is still like sitting there. I, I look at it all the time and think, oh my gosh, you girls are so beautiful. And then I never even touch them. They're so neglected. Yeah. I um, think you're a little paralyzed because it's new and outside of your comfort zone. Yes. But I am also coming out of the dark. You are. And I can totally feel that like really happening for me. So I'm hoping that this week I will sticker. That's the plan. Yeah. Get girl. Uh, Yeah. Well, should we talk about the dark? Oh, let's talk about the dark. (laughs) Let's do it. I feel like I can just like sit back and let you talk about this story instead of even me. I mean, it's not going to be very nice what I have to say, my perspective on the whole thing, but basically I feel like you got rickrolled. Like, I feel like that's <laughs> what happened to you. I know. Okay. So um, for those of you who have been listening for a while and have followed the Jamie Leanne saga. Mm-hmm. Trash. Um, Absolute yeah, trash. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, so as you all know, I, you know, moved out in January um, and I've talked on the show that it's difficult, you know, to leave somebody that you love. Yep. And, you know, that that has been really hard for me. And he and I have kind of continued to see each other some, Mm -hmm. um, just casually, um, not really, you know, with any kind of plans for the future, because there's, you know, we 
we couldn't get there. Um, so then I find out this Thursday, um, he asked me to meet him because he had some stuff to give me. And he told me, um, at this meeting that he is getting back with his ex-wife. Okay. So now I have not like put all of this on blast on the show yet, but like, you know, when I left, um, and moved out of his place, um, his ex-wife's person also left around the same time. Um, so they both became essentially single around like in the same two week period. Um, and I, I called it Caitlin. I full on was like, he is going to get back with her. And really it's more, I thought that because, and this, you know, I hate to say this about him, but like, he can't really be alone. So I kind of called it that they would get back together. And, um, you know, it's funny because when I texted it to Caitlin, she was like, you said that you said that that was going to happen. You certainly did. And it's also convenient that, um, he, had nobody to drive his children around and now he's getting back with his wife i guess she's not his ex-wife they're still married (laughs) yeah i know this is also crazy and it's weird when i like look back on it all and i'm like how is this my life i have no idea and how did i allow you like (laughs) how did i like co-sign on this well i feel like he's just like very good at spinning stories Right. So essentially what happened was him telling me this on Thursday, he kind of told me that they had been in talks to get back together for about a month. Oh, well, yeah. So when I kind of got home from the whole situation and sort of stared into space and thought about it for a while, I realized that he was still seeing me during this month where he was trying to decide if he was going to get back with her. Yep. And come to find out he was just kind of keeping me around in case she said no. Yeah, he was keeping his options open. Keeping his options open because you know he didn't want to burn the bridge with me if she wasn't going to have him back. So stop it. Um, yeah, and it's crazy because like the relationship that we've had. I'll be a hundred percent honest. Like this has been like the most in love I've ever been. Like I know that like what I feel for him is real, and I've never felt this before. Mm-hmm. But but all that aside, like let's put that away. Like I've acknowledged this many times that yes, there were intense feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I know that this is not for me. Like he turned me into the other woman. You did. And I don't think his feelings were ever as intense for you because if they were, this is not how you treat somebody who loves you or who you love. This oh, absolutely. Absolutely. No. And I have long since for the past few months even been like, okay, so he probably didn't ever feel quite the same for me. Yeah. And Um, like he puts his energy where he wants, like he stays up late to go skating, but couldn't keep his eyes open to like spend time with you. Like, I know. And just, and I know that, you know, listeners, you get like a very kind of jointed version of the story because, you know, Caitlin hears about it like every day, bless Mm -hmm. her heart. Um, (laughs) But you know, this is where the story ends. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm not going to be with someone who is married no um and you know and we can split hairs over whether or not he was married when we were together whether or not I was married I mean divorces were not final but it was essentially I mean we were I do not believe that like the whole time that we were together Mm -hmm. that I mean she moved in with someone else his ex so like I mean you know it's and a lot of things happened that made me know that we were not having an affair at the time but you know for him to be in talks with her and getting back with her and still seeing me 
it turned me into something I don't want to be. And like, Lord knows what he was telling her, like, because he's like, yeah, she knows all of this stuff and all this information and all of this, but I guarantee she does not know. Right. He, he really, he tried to make it act like that, you know, I was this problem because like, he's not in love with her, but he needs to be married to her so that he can take care of his children so that he can, but you know, there, the there is no woman in the world who would take a man back who did not say that he loved her there there that is not true i do not believe that i know and it's like especially he tried to make it look like that she knew that he was going to struggle with breaking things off with me i don't believe that at all and i don't either i i do not i do not think so either now i will say that i believe that this has been hard for him okay like he can have that much of my sympathy that i'm but he created it he did all of this he created the situation (laughs) and it sucks because like you know, I, I'm a really good girlfriend. I mean, I really am like, I love really hard and I'm your number one fan. And he just threw this away. And at the same time, it's not that he threw it away. I mean, I know that he has the right to choose his ex-wife, his wife. Uh-huh. Um, but you know, I am seeing this from the outside and uh-huh. what, you know, they're trying, he's trying to say that he is trying to make it work with her for the children. I know that there's a lot of people who have stuck it out in difficult marriages for years because of their children. And I, you know, I admire that, that you can, Mm -hmm. but he's going to hurt them more. He is. I mean, they're not, they're going to go back to the same toxic relationship that they had before and it's going to hurt the children more. And that's where I, it just makes me very sad that this is how it's ended. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's so, but it is over for me. Let's just say it like that. Like at this point, because the book has opened and closed, I don't mm-hmm. really have to worry about like what happens to him and his family anymore. You don't, but I do know that he is going to, I think he's going to come back and continue to try to talk to you because he can't stand that somebody moves on. Like he, he couldn't stand it when you were telling him things that, you know, that you were having experiences with other people, even like, yeah, just he, like he can't stand that your attention is somewhere else. And so he, I think he thinks that you are over here pining away still and just brokenhearted. And I think part of him, whether it's conscious or unconscious, enjoys that little bit of control. Oh, I think so too. And I don't know how conscious it is, but I mean, when I talk about the relationship and like how strong I felt and how real it was and how, you know, I love that I had those feelings. Mm -hmm. Um, I also, you know, was in pain for a lot of the relationship. I mean, there was a lot that I needed that he couldn't give me. Um, even when we talked about it or wouldn't, yeah, wouldn't. Um, so, you know, it's just, it's been a learning experience. I'm so happy that it happened because now I know what my standards are in the future. Mm -hmm. I know what I will and will not accept. And I know exactly how I need to feel about a person. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that's there's, I can take away a lot of good from it, but I will not be seeing him while I know that he is trying to be married, you know? And it's not like it's some kind of, you know, ethically non-monogamous thing. You know, I mean, it's like, they're going to try to be married like a traditional married couple. Mm-hmm. And I hope that they can a hundred percent. Like I do. There is nothing that is better than two people with children coming back together. That's great. I hope that they can come back together and live 
until they're dead and it's wonderful you know i well, do want for the thing him about it is though is that neither one of them have really been in therapy and like worked on themselves to become a better person for a relationship because what i have learned over the years and my experiences in therapy and marriage counseling and all of those things is that you have to bring your a game you have to be an entirely whole person and you have to accept the other person for exactly who they are otherwise it is like there's i mean you have to be a whole person to to bring a hundred percent to a marriage a marriage isn't 50 50 it's a hundred a hundred right yeah you're right and uh, like i said i hope for the best i i don't necessarily you know need a front row seat <laughs> no um i think this I, is good for you though like circling back is. to you because it, it allows you to have what i think that you've been needing as like a clean break yeah i did i needed i needed real closure i needed for it to be and this is not um this is this is not to at all belittle people who have lost someone but i mm -hmm. needed it for it to for it to be like a death right you needed to go through all the stages of grief and yeah. like grieving a relationship is like you know some of the same things you know you grieve things you grieve the future that you wanted or that you had planned um so yeah i get it well but see also just texting him at all now is wrong mm -hmm. like i don't even need to text him and say hey it's a pretty day outside like it's wrong right it's wrong we can't have an emotional affair either no. Like I don't want to be, this is not the position that I wanted to be put in. Mm -hmm. So it's like, now I don't have a choice. I have to say, I am not doing this anymore. If he texts me, then it's going to be ghost town because I'm not, I, unless it's like an important piece of mail arrived here, come pick it up, mm -hmm. you know, cause I still have like, occasionally like something will show up there and I have to get it. But like, I, I have to be this is not who I am. I'm not the other woman. I'm not. And I hate that that's the way that he ended the relationship, but it is what it is. And I can't control that, but I can control my own actions and I will not participate in that. I'm sorry. Sure. I just won't. So, and I hate that he thought that I would. Ugh. Yeah. Because he has hinted a lot that he would like for us to still. Yeah. No, I can't. Mm -mm. He has. I don't think I've heard this. Well, it's, it's just, it's very vague. It's kind of like, you know, when we were in the car and I don't want to like it, it's, I don't want to get like, yeah, we don't need to go yeah. there. So, but it's just, there have hints have been dropped that if I was open to it, he probably would be too. Um, but I'm definitely not. So anyway, so that's the end of this story. So all of you who have been like listening to this series, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> do you think now that you've like publicly shared a relationship on social media, that you would share your next one or oh, would yes. you more private? Oh yes. Okay. Oh yes, for sure. Um, mm -hmm. because the response that I have gotten to all of the things that have gone on since, you know, May of 2020, yeah. um, has just been, it's been mostly supportive. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, I am human and I'm going to make mistakes and do stupid things and I'm not going to be able to see the forest for the trees and all this kind of stuff. And it's helpful to have other people's perspectives. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, I just, that's what this show is for us is that we talk about what's really happening. Our real plans, <laughs> our real plans, our real <laughs> plans, even though I barely make a plan anymore. Am I even in this community? <laughs> you are, you definitely are. You still have that spice plans account and you do post on it occasionally. 
Well, and I, I am in stories a little bit more than I used to be. Um, I saw that. Yeah. Uh, well, some of this stuff that happened this week, I was like, hmm. And, <laughs> you know, sometimes you see like some beautiful quote that just fits you perfect and you just have to. But it's, a little bit. Yeah. It sucks because like everybody's like, ooh, is this tea? Who's she talking about? And I'm like, no, it's just a nice quote that made me like feel inspired. Oh, yeah. Girl, what bridges are you burning? People, you know, getting a Monday. (laughs) The people who follow me, like when I post something that's going on, they're always very caring. Like when I posted that I was sick, they're like, oh, okay, are you feeling better? Like they want to know how I'm doing, which is always so nice. Well, I have like, I posted that thing about bridges burned the other day, and I had like three people DM and say, are you burning a bridge? What's going on? You okay? Yeah. And they're like, is it Caitlin? Did you just fight again? Did you all punch her again? does she break another one of your glass accoutrements but what's funny is that like it's weird when people come into the dms and really ask for tea because i want to say like if you'll just wait two days it'll be on the show right and who's this nacho cheese chill this is nacho business nacho cheese it's nacho tea it is not (laughs) wax i love it though like that's it's so funny to me when they do that so I know I'm the eyeballs emoji that I don't ask people for their tea but I'm like how much research can I do I'm like over here on Instagram and YouTube I'm like watching all the things (laughs) I know you are you love a tea channel I do I love the tea channels and I also love watching other people's tea from afar so I do kind of understand that but I always watch it under my own account under my real name I don't have any of these ghost accounts oh yeah so that you're not like trying to creep or whatever (laughs) no and they know that I'm looking at it (laughs) Yes, I see you. I see yeah, you. I, I see you. I, I see, see this. <laughs> well, um, I, I kind of wanted for us to talk a little bit about Tinder today too, but um, I don't want to like not my area of expertise, but well, I, I just you know, in this now that the that book is closed, um, I, I I have discovered that I really am happy to be alone, um, and it took me a little while to figure out what that meant. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I'm sitting there in my house by myself all week last week, you know, just me for like days. Mm-hmm. And I realized I'm not really sad about being by myself. Mm-hmm. Like being at home by myself is fine. Mm-hmm. But like the part that I was struggling with when people would say like, you need to be okay being alone. Mm-hmm. I was always like, I am, I'm fine being alone. I love being alone in my house. Mm-hmm. But what they meant was not being in a couple right alone like not being paired with someone else and that is what feels the weirdest is that for like the last I don't know 30 years not 30 maybe not since I was 10 but 25 years or something I've been with someone Mm -hmm. so you know me deciding to hop back on the dating apps is not really so much about wanting to be in a couple but more so like just wanting company every once in a while Well, and it's nice, I think, to explore and like, honestly, just to meet people when because you've also expressed that, like, you don't have a large friend group in your area and your parents don't live close by anymore. So it would be maybe nice to just meet people and talk to them, whether it's on a, you know, romantic level or on a friendship level. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's kind of like, when I'm talking to people on the apps, that's I'm very honest about the fact that like, I really don't want to be in a couple right now. Like I really want to learn how to just be single. Mm -hmm. Um, But that, you know, somebody to watch a movie with every once in a while or have a meal or whatever is like, that's nice. 
Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we don't have to own each other. Yeah. And you love to travel. So if there's somebody that needs a travel buddy. Yeah. So I'm just kind of like, and I'm being really, really particular this time because when I first started my journey on these apps, I was like, okay, if I need somebody here at one 30, I can find them. That um, is so true. I, I see. I have zero experience with this. So Brian and I have been together since 2006. And so I don't even know what a dating app is. I think like match.com might've been a thing when I, we first started dating. E-Harmony. E-Harmony was real big back then. Yeah. But college students didn't really use E-Harmony no, because no. that was for old people, old divorced people. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But that was like the first one that I remember was getting like publicity on TV. Right. And um, people were meeting each other on MySpace. And that oh, was scary. Yes. That was like in the trenches of online dating. Yeah. That was like, and there was a long time when you didn't tell people that you met online. Like it was embarrassing. No, it's a weird thing. Um, but I think that it's like the first time that I started this, I had no idea what it was like or what to expect or what people were like. Mm-hmm. But now I like am a hundred percent. I know exactly what kind of guy I'm willing to spend time with. I love it when you show me some of their profiles. I'm like, really? They decided that was what they were going to put into the world to attract a mate. Well, that's what's funny about it is that like, and and I've actually talked to some of the guys, like the guys that I have made friends with this week, I've been talking to them about Tinder profiles and stuff because they don't see the men's side. Right. So men don't get to see what kinds of pictures other men put in their profiles. Oh, like for comparison. Right. And honestly, I don't see the women's side. So I don't know what kind of pictures, you know, a 40 year old divorcee is putting in. I don't know. I don't know what kind of pictures we're putting in. I just put the pictures that I like. And this is what I figured out is that me as a woman, I put pictures up that I thought would attract a man, Mm -hmm. you know, pictures of myself that I thought would be attracted, attractive to a man. Obviously we're thinking about who we're trying to attract here. Right. Like what I've noticed is that Men put up pictures of things that they like. Yeah, they do. Okay. So like when you come across a guy's profile on Tinder and he's holding up a fish. Right. <laughs> like that to me is not impressive. I'm not going to be like, oh my gosh, this man caught a fish. Let me please go. I mean, you know what I mean? Like that is not something. Now, listen, there's going to be the odd woman out there that is like super into dudes holding up pictures of fish. Okay. Yeah, like see, my cousin is marrying a guy who she, and they go every year to elk camp and they hunt together. Yes. And they, yes. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that those women don't exist. They do. Mm-hmm. There's all different kinds of people. Of course they exist. But what I'm saying is that dudes who take pictures with fish do that. So they can show other dudes the picture of their fish. <laughs> Yeah, maybe on your Tinder profile, take a picture of you standing on a balcony with a sunset with a glass of wine. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> take a picture of something that that is attractive to women. Why right. are these men putting out this? Like sometimes I wish that I could match with people just to say, could I help you with your profile? <laughs> Have them just putting down like a wad of cash at like the coach store. <laughs> well, just how, how about like, you know, you have two different types of men. You have the ones that go like completely overboard with the filter mm-hmm. and they look like just their whole face has just been smoothed out. <laughs> and then you have the ones that literally snap a picture with the front facing camera. You know how you look when you open the front facing camera, you know how we all look. Yeah. They'll take a picture of that and that's their primary profile picture. Yeah. <laughs> 
And I'm like, and what? And it's because the bar is so low for men. They have not been taught that they have to attract us. Uh huh. That's We're true. We're supposed to be just... attracting them. Ooh, the real tea now. And I'm just like, when I look at these pictures, I'm like, I'm sorry, but you know, you want to know why I swiped on Jamie? Why? Because the picture that he had in his profile of a fish, which he oh. did, he did have a fish picture, <laughs> but it was the tiniest fish I've ever seen. That's what and the said. look on his face was so excited by it that I was like, this is not a fisher. This person is not a fisherman. <laughs> I was like a person that's this excited by this fish is not the same guy who's got like, you know, the 18 pound bass that he's holding up. You know what I mean? Right. Like, he goes halibut fishing for a hundred pound halibut. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I'm, there is a difference, but like, I, I have decided that what I want to do is I want to make a series of photographs of myself. Mm-hmm posing the way men do for their tinder profiles like doing things that you like no doing things that men do because okay if you're telling me that pictures of fish and pictures of motorcycles and pictures of cars because that's the stuff that men put in their profiles men put the stuff in their profiles that other men like right but other men are not looking at these profiles believe me if they were trying to attract straight cisgender men Mm -hmm. they totally would because that's oh my gosh, that could really work though, Leanne. Like if you're trying to get like your inbox flooded, if like, you put a picture of yourself holding a fish, one on a motorcycle. Yeah. One... Like just as comedy, like, okay, I'm going to take all of my Tinder pictures, just like men's pictures. One as like a gym bro. Yes. Like a picture one at a baseball like, game and some weights. Yeah. One at a baseball game. Yes. So sports, just like, fishing. Yeah. I'm just going to do like a whole series of like here's what it looks like when a woman takes these pictures that would be amazing you know because like i will swipe right on you or is it right if you like yeah, them or it's left? right yes okay but it's like i don't it's like i don't understand like and i guess i do get it because men have not been trained to have to try to attract us mm-hmm. they can like throw on their dirty t-shirt and go to a date and women have been getting ready for an hour yes exactly and i'm just like no like i'm done with this like you know inequality <laughs> i would like to know how that all flows and functions in like two man couples and in two women couples like is do you spend more time getting ready like how i'm i'm very interested by this process because i know like straight men can be trash sometimes but i'm very interested in how it goes for other people yeah i don't know um i mean i think that in every couple dynamic you're gonna have somebody who takes longer to get ready but if you're talking about like in general or like just standards like hygiene yeah. standards like the right. fact that like you know women can take like hours and hours or like we're expected to remove like all of our body hair but like men <laughs> have to barely take a shower before they go on a date all of our body hair oh my god you know so it's just like oh, no thank you i i've just decided and this may sound like really really awful but i am only gonna do and be with stuff i like now Right. And I, I think you really should when they say, oh, you don't have to take that long to get ready. You should show them a picture of how you are right now and be like, okay, I'm ready. I'm not going to take that long. This, this yeah. Is and so the thing is, is that it takes me like literally 25 minutes to get ready. I'm fast. Mm-hmm. I'm very low maintenance. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I just, I have decided now that the first thing that I tell them is that I'm obsessed with Taylor Swift and the office. And if you have a problem with that, you can move on. Like, oh, yeah, I don't yeah. hide that. I don't hide it anymore. I tell them if you come to my house, there's going to be Taylor stuff everywhere. 
I don't appreciate that you're not sharing your love of planners as well. Um, well, no, I, I get there, but it's harder to explain. <laughs> it's, <true. laughs> it's harder to explain. And like, I have my planner stuff set up in my house. So, you know, if somebody <laughs> sees it and they want to ask then they can, but like, uh, you know, this thing uh, with like Taylor, I feel like that people need to know that like before anything else, because when it they is walk into your house with the throw blankets. Yes, exactly. So it's just kind of like, this is part of my life. And I am old enough now that I don't have to hide anything. I don't have to be embarrassed about anything that I like, as long as it's not hurting anybody else. Get it girl. So, you know, I just, that is what has come from being like turning 40 and going through all of this like crazy life stuff. And if you guys are listening to this on April the 6th or anytime this week, please pop over and tell Leanne (laughs) happy birthday because I'm not there to throw her a party. So I will be 40 on April the 6th. And I feel like I finally am like, I'm not even dreading it. It's like, it's taken this whole year to think about like, what kind of mindset do I want going into this? And like, I'm there. Like, I just have decided I'm not taking any more. I have no F's left. I think it's so cool that you're turning 40. I, I yeah. love it. I have no, I have nothing left. Like, mm-hmm. and that's like, I was telling you last night, uh, if I match with a guy on any of these apps and he mentions his male parts okay, in the first that. hour, I unmatch. Also, why are we doing this straight men, at least straight men? I don't know what it's like for other men, but straight men, please. We, we all, we are aware that you, you possess one of these body parts. We are all aware. Yes. And, you know, I, I just, I, I think that my next job needs to be helping men with their profiles, with their, I uh, wish I, you could build that business. Yeah. I because I think that, you know, I could really help people find love, like real love, you know, like what to put in the profile that really will attract the right kind of person. How do you, Oh, here's the job that you could do that wouldn't require you to build your own business. What if you could be like social media coordinator for like eHarmony or match.com or something? Well, that. I think, um, I would like to be a social media coordinator for just about anybody. (laughs) I mean, there, you have to be, I think a little bit interested in the topic at least. Like, I don't know if I could do it for like ACE hardware. Yeah. Oh, that's true. That would be hard, but, um, I mean, I could do it, but I just, I, I, so many times I want to match with these people just to say, can I give you some advice? Oh, (laughs) like if you would do this a little different than, you know, like, don't mention, like, I want to find an attractive woman to hang out with. Be like, you are talking to one, sir. Like, you know, like that's what they say in their profile. They write this in their profile. I want an attractive woman to hang out with or something like, I'm just like, there's, there's sentences that they write Mm -hmm. that are just, they probably think that they're benign, but to women, we read them like, no, no. Mm -mm." Right. Like I'm crossing the street away from you, sir. Goodbye. Yes. Yes. Um, so, and I think that we have talked about this on the show that, you know, we have some empath qualities. Mm-hmm. Um, I pick up on guys vibes in the chat oh, really good. easily, really, really easily. And when I start to feel like the vibe is going the wrong way, I just, I don't even tell them. I just unmatch and disappear. Good. That's yeah. Cool. Cause I, I do worry about you anytime you're out on one of those dates. Well, I I've not, I'm not going on any more dates until this, the people have been vetted like for days, for days, weeks, uh-huh. months, who knows? I have, I have a very stringent system now, so. <laughs> well, and I can run PR on this too, if you need me to. Vet well, I'm just going to start like 
directing all of my inquiries to you. (laughs) I'll be like, okay, so do you like Taylor? Oh, you like Avril Lavigne. This is not going to work. Oh my gosh. If only I could have a friend filter, you know, in like the eighth grade, when you go up to the little boy and you're like, Hey, such and such likes you. Yeah. You know, like if only I could just have somebody like just do the pre-interview part. Right. Like on the bachelor where they go meet their friends and family. Yeah. Like that's, that's the part for me that like, I, I hate the time at the beginning when we first say hello, mm-hmm. because the questions are like, Hey, what are you doing? How's your day? Well, I mean, do you really want to hear about my day? Do you really, do you really, like, that's what I always want to say. I want to be like, well, my, um, my ex who I still kind of love told me this morning that he's going to go back to his ex-wife. Do you want to hear about my day? Yeah. yeah. I also started my period last week. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I cut myself shaving in the shower this morning. Do you want to hear about that? I broke an egg when I was trying to make over easy eggs and it ruined my entire day. Yeah. Like how much do you want to know? Because when someone says, how's your day? Like they really just want you to say, oh my gosh, my day is amazing. Now that I'm talking to you. Thanks. Amazing. (laughs) (laughs) They don't really want to know. They don't, they don't care. They don't. They are just trying to small talk is the worst. Like small talk is the worst. And here's what they need to do. They need teachers to get with these single men and give them our list of like in-depth get to know me questions so they can ask some in-depth meaningful questions. Yeah. Well, I'm talking to this one guy and he has a lot of guitars. Oh no. Like that's his collection. Um I really I know how you feel about guitars. Okay. Well, I have not given him that opinion. I've not told him like how I feel about the guy at the party that just pulls out the guitar and plays third eye blind or whatever. Um, but I do think that guitars are actually cool, like to look at, you know, like I think Mm -hmm. that they're pretty. Um, and I don't know like how much he plays, but he also has like a lot of records and a lot of like live music on CD and just like, he's really into music. Right. Um, and so am I. So it's like, I, I can't like judge that he's not into music the same way I am. I hope that he, um, (laughs) I hope that he picks you up on your date and plays like green day or something. Oh my gosh. How funny would it be if he like pulls out a guitar and is like, your body is a wonder man. I wish you would sit back around that bed. Or just Stairway to Heaven. The only song that all guys know, Stairway to Heaven. Like, oh, <laughs> they Lord. all know. Lord, Lord, Lord. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> but I like him very much because like he is so, like I am, like he has no Fs left to give. He's like, I am who I am. I decorate the way I want to. I have my house the way I want it. And I'm just like, yes, me too. And he's like so like accepting of all of my weird things that I talk about. Um, what did I tell you? Your vibe attracts your tribe. How long have I been saying this? Yes. But he said, and this was a red flag that I have not mentioned to him. Okay, he said, don't tell anybody, but I secretly do love Taylor. Ooh. So this is like a positive red flag. No, I don't like that men feel like they need to secretly like Taylor. Oh, gotcha. like what if I told him, well, I secretly like the Grateful Dead, but it's really embarrassing to like them. So Right. You know, like we, women never say that kind of stuff to men. Like if we love the same sports team as them, we're like, oh my gosh, me too, but don't tell. Right. (laughs) 
but don't tell. You know, like, so if, it's like if a man likes something that a woman also likes, they have to like hide it. But if a woman likes something that a man likes, then we get to celebrate the, it. And she's the cool girl. And she's the cool girl, you know? So I'm done being the cool girl. That's what I need to say. I need to start like a whole new like vlog channel. I'm not the cool girl. Okay, you better go reserve that name right now before all of you <laughs> listeners go run over and take it. Because I'm not like, and I decided that like I'm sick to death of pretending to be. Mm-hmm. I, would like I want to drink. I don't. I don't want to drink drugs. beer. I want liquor. Okay, I'm not going to pretend that I want to drink Bud Light. Oh, but give me all of your Bud Light, please. <laughs> Actually, no. Give me like your top tier beers. I don't really want to drink PBR and Bud Light anymore. Yeah, because you don't need to try to be the cool girl either. No, but I like beer. But well, I, I like, I like beer, beer too. Beer. But yeah. I like beer too. But like I, um, I just I'm done trying to like be somebody else. Like this mm-hmm. is it. And yep. I've spent years of my life like trying to make people happy and trying to be, you know, trying to fit into somebody else's life. And now it's like, okay, I'm gonna make my life look like how I want, and we'll see who shows up. Get it, girl. Well, I'm staying here for sure. Yes, yes, I know. You can't leave can't leave <laughs> i was thinking about that the other day i was like i really hope that caitlin does know that yeah There's, can't can't get i mean we survived a fight in the car and we both came back home alive so i think our relationship is pretty solid and we've already like lightly discussed another road trip just quietly lightly oh god now i'm afraid <laughs> so but anyway we're gonna need like an suv or something where we can like stretch out oh my gosh wouldn't that be great and a driver we would need like two weeks for this vacation because we would need to leisurely stop at like b&b's and like make it a fun road trip yeah that would be great uh, like racing the clock (laughs) yes please lord don't give us a flat tire or we'll miss the flight (laughs) (laughs) yep that part well i hope that um you know we manage to get together on other trips in the future and that you don't run away from me because my life is so well, I will at least get on a plane to go to Chicago. What is that? Like a six hour flight for me? I can probably do that. Yeah. But then I have to look back at like the last couple of years. And if you haven't left me now, yeah, then I guess, I guess we're, I guess we're good. But yeah. So, I mean, all of that is to say like, I'm moving on to a new chapter. Yep. It's Not even a new chapter. chapter. Like it's a whole new story. Like chapter three. Yeah. Well, it's volume two, a whole new, like whole new book now, because there's no, there's nothing holding me back. <laughs> yeah, that sounds really doesn't that sound cheesy no I think it's great it's perfect well I just think that I have spent a lot of my life like trying to you know please someone in a relationship and yeah, now I mean me too honestly like I feel like that's at the point that I'm at in my marriage too like our job is to make each other happy and to function as a unit right but it's like if the other person is giving the same amount then it works Mm-hmm. exactly and I think I swear communication is the tool that all relationships need yeah I agree um but I mean like if you look at this relationship that I have with Jamie I mean we didn't have a problem with communicating I could say anything I wanted to him I could tell him anything I could tell him how I felt about anything but there he, was no action behind it right he would quietly you know very calmly nod and make me feel good about it and you know reassure me and then not change anything so you know, it's like, I don't want to like, I'm not trying to negate that communication is important, but like communication has to come with actions. Yes. Yes. I agree. You can't say things. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but anyway, I'm, I'm definitely not, 
I'm not sad. Like I'm not sad anymore. Good. About the end. I'm ready for you to not be sad. You've been sad since March of 2020. Yes. I've been sad a very, very long time. I've been in pain for a long time. Yeah. So it's um, time to get, get moving and be your best self, live your yes, best life. I don't feel like I'm in any pain today. Good. So it's like so weird to just wake up and be like, Oh, okay. We're done with that. That's good. Um, <laughs> a very, very good friend of mine sent me a voice memo not long ago and said, I just need you to hear this, but why are you sad? Mm-hmm. Why are you sad? Why, why are you sad about this? Right. Cause everything that you told us all, why are you sad? Cause that is not your man. And I had to think about it. And once I did, I was like, yeah, it's really stupid to be sad. The only reason that I was sad was because of me, not because of him. I don't care about him. It's about me and how I feel. Yep. You're in charge and, of your happiness. Yes. Yeah, so, well, I'm sorry. This has been like a very all over the place kind of episode. Yeah. And I think we've been here for a long time. We're like, okay, we're only going to talk for like an hour and 15 minutes. Yes. And then cut to four hours later. but anyway I guess that that is our show I think that that is it for this week Mm -hmm. don't you Caitlin I think I'm I'm ready to wrap up yeah yeah I think so um everyone you can go and find Caitlin at creating in chaos underscore official on Instagram and you can also find her on YouTube and Patreon as creating in chaos and she is doing all the things in all the places so please go and do that Mm -hmm. um not sure about chaos in the classroom but you know she'll keep us updated on that And I'm sure that there are always updates on ducking chaos underscore official. If you want to follow the adventures of her ducks, um, didn't your duck just have a birthday? Rosie just turned, Rosie just turned two. We thought she was turning three, but she turned two. Yeah. April 2nd. Uh huh. And Brian actually just gave me the go ahead that if I want to buy the duck food, I can get more ducks this spring if I want to. So So we may have, yes. Ducking chaos underscore official, maybe getting some new some new members babies yes um and you can also find her on the spice chaos podcast instagram um fielding dms for a number of people (laughs) that's Um, right i'm just um pr for everybody just everybody Um, so yeah everybody that's That's right and you can find leanne at spice plans on youtube instagram and patreon and then you can find her over at spiced horizons over on instagram and you can also find her um right here with me every monday chit-chatting about all of the things and then you can also find her on the at Spice Chaos podcast Instagram, making all of the beautiful cards for our beautiful guests. Yes. So um, happy April, everybody. We are officially in a new month. And I hope that, you know, you all have new planner spreads and new goals and springtime is all so beautiful. And, and happy um, birthday to Leanne. Happy birthday. Thank you. Um, next time we record, I'll share with our listeners what I bought myself for my birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, but there'll be pictures of it all over Instagram. So just be on the lookout for that. Cause it's exciting. <laughs> and I may have something up my sleeve. Oh my gosh. She told me she has a secret. I do. I have a secret and it is killing me to not is tell it? you because, because I'm the kind of person that when I buy a present, it like is like a hot potato in my hand. I just want to give it to you like right now. Well, give it to me. I can't. <laughs> it'll make sense but I, I literally can't I don't make my sense. hands are tied okay all right well everyone have a great week um out there in listener land and I hope that the weather is springy mm-hmm. um but yeah have a great week and we'll talk to you in the next one bye friends bye <laughs>